Welcome to the Leverage Podcast, episode, I'm not sure, coming to you from Brazil. We're in the Rio de Janeiro, and um, Portuguese sucks. Uh, Spanish isn't as close as I thought it was Portuguese, so that doesn't help me. And uh, no one speaks English here. Other than that, I'm getting along quite nicely. Uh, we were in Florianopolis for like five days, partying our faces off. Um, Florianopolis is cool. It's kind of like, kind of like the Hamptons of Brazil. Um, like summer nightclubs, um, beaches. Um, Rio is more like baseball. It's not more like it's a huge city. Um, which reminds me a lot of Tel Aviv. It's like, you know, everything's right on the beach and kind of that same kind of last shitty architecture. Um, but it's cool. It's got a, a cool charm to it and they have really good Aussie bowls. Go figure. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about Brazil shit on this call. Wanted to ask you guys though, any specific topics that you wanted to go over? Well, let's see what, uh, see what people said here. Talk about being gay, getting into a relationship, and finding fulfillment. <laughs> Ten people like that. I guess I should talk about that. Um, agreed. would like to hear about the differences in you, how you view relationships over time. TJ says, I can't make a call, actually, but I have a question. Girl, I met last night. We'll get back to that. Adam says, similar to me. That's another question about a girl. Um, so we'll get back to that one too, but okay. We can talk about, um, basically getting in relationship, finding fulfillment. Um, so I think one of the big things is in the past for me and what I see in almost every guy is most guys get into a relationship for the wrong reason. Um, most typical do. Now, this was me for a really long time, like before I learned anything about dating and uh, social dynamics, but most guys start in the forced monogamy stage, which is basically where you don't have choice when it comes to dating. Um, and you end up getting into a relationship with the first girl who's reasonably attractive enough that you want to continue to have sex with. And, um, it's obviously not a good place to be because you're, you're not getting into a relationship for the right reasons. You should be in a relationship because you're in love and because you want to spend all the time with that person. You should not be getting into a relationship to get laid for sex. If you want to get laid and you can't go get a hooker. Don't get in a relationship <laughs> um, or be in this course and learn how to get laid and learn how to have Um, so that's kind of the first phase of relationship to that force monogamy. And then after that, you have, um, I guess what you'd call actively single. And actively single is probably the thing that every guy needs to experience, but most don't. Um, all the guys in this call, you guys are all working on being, most of you guys are working on being better at being uh, actively single and actively single means you are having a lot of sex with a lot of different girls 
you're learning how to deal with, um, you know, juggling different girls that you're casually sleeping with. Um, cause those are, those are relationships. They're just not monogamous relationships. They're, they're kind of, you know, some sort of casual mini relationship, but you're going to deal with some of those problems that you would have in a more like, not even monogamous relationship, but in like a real relationship where you, where you have a, you know, a girlfriend situation, but you know, for a while, like in, in the pattern, we'll go back. The pattern of being actively single is you're going out ideally three, four times a week, uh, day gaming, whenever you see an opportunity for that. Um, if you have approach anxiety when it comes to day game and you're not capitalizing on those opportunities and you need scheduled time to go out and day game with friends, wingmen, and that way you can kind of bust through that. But, but most of the great opportunities for day game are going to happen when you're least expecting it. When you're driving down the street and you see a girl or when you're at a random Starbucks and you see a girl, um, not when you're like going out to day game. So, you know, you really need to capitalize on those opportunities because that's when you might come across like a nine or a 10. Um, and she's going to be totally just there for the taking versus a nightclub when she's going to have all sorts of rituals. So actively single, you know, you should be using online dating. You should be using all channels, social circle. Um, and if you want to get to like the pinnacle of actively single, you'll have a nice little squad of girls that you see, you know, once every seven to 10 days. If you see them, you know, that amount of time versus more or less, uh, those relationships will tend to continue on for the longest amount of time, which is ideally what you want. And the great thing about being actively single is you're no longer searching for sex. Um, you're no longer thirsty for sex and you'll be much, much better in conversations out in the field when you do someone else, because you're not thirsty. The most horrible cologne is neediness uh, or what, what's the term, whatever desperation is a terrible cologne, right? So when you have girls that you're actively hooking up with, when you have sex on demand, which is another great thing about being actively single, is you can have sex on demand. You can call up a girl that you're casually dating pretty much any time. Hey, come over, let's Netflix and chill. And, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday night, you know, you have your, your Monday, Sunday, Tuesday girl, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then you go out, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to meet new ones, schedule a date, you know, somewhere between that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday time. So actively single is, is awesome. Um, next up after that, you have some sort of commitment and a committed relationship could mean anything, right? You, you get to define the rules of that. And that's the cool thing. Most people only have one sort of. I don't know what's the word, like modus operandi when it comes to dating and that's monogamy. Um, but you could have any sort of relationship you want. You could have an open relationship. You could have a swinger relationship. You could have a polyamorous relationship. You could have a two girlfriends sort of relationship. You get to make it up and the sky is the limit for what you can achieve when it comes to that. You can literally have any sort of situation. And I've met, you, you name it, I've probably met a dude that has it or I've experienced it myself, you know, having two girlfriends, having three girlfriends. And these are like live-in girlfriends that you're 
hanging out with like all the time, like maybe Christina Barcelona sort of situation. Um, having a wife and like a, pri- or a primary, a secondary, whatever, tertiary partner. Um, you know, you get to make that shit up and to each their own. Some people are all about monogamy and they're cool with that. Some people want to explore. Um, and I don't really think you'll know what you want until you really explore. So you never know. You might end up doing all this crazy shit and wanting to end up in a monogamous relationship. Um, who knows? Right. But the, the thing that is really important is that you get to pick that relationship and it's not dictated um, by anyone but you. And it's really, really important to dictate what exactly you want, because if you don't tell your partner or you don't set up something that's exactly what you want, you'll eventually be unhappy. And all you're really doing is you're investing in someone and you're postponing the inevitable, which is a miserable, sad, brokenhearted breakup for one or both of you. So I see a huge pattern and mistakes, certainly ones that I've made where you, you know, you get in a relationship and you know, going into it, it's probably not going to work out. Like you just don't have that feeling. And it's, it's all you can really, that's, that's all you can call it. It's a feeling. It's either Yes, I know this is fucking awesome. This is what I want to do. Or it's like, oh, I mean, I love her and she loves me and she really wants the relationship. So I guess, you know, whatever, we'll try it out. That's not the fucking sort of mentality you want going into a relationship. That one is, is doomed. And I've been guilty of that many, many times. It sucks. And I feel like shit about, you know, the, the people I've broken their hearts and it sucks. And, you know, I've learned good lessons from it. Hopefully they have too. But, you know, looking back, those are the ones that you kind of regret. Like, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. So you never want to get into a relationship for those reasons. Um, questions questions on anything I've talked about. Actively single, forced monogamy, all these different relationships and how you how to know when to when to go into one. Yeah, I got a question, Robbie. Yeah. What's um, at what point in the uh, the dating slash feeling out process is it appropriate to to bring up the fact that you're looking for a more um, you know a uh, I forget the term that you used uh, um, for lack of a better term like open dating relationship with with a woman. A good question. So yeah, let's talk about how a relationship progresses. So in Western culture. And by Western culture, I mean America, Western Europe. Um, I guess maybe you'd count Japan and I don't know, some parts of basically like the, you know, first world countries. Um, you have an onslaught of feminism and this forward thinking. And basically you have women with penis envy, um, which means women are way, way, way more likely to be like wearing the pants. Um, and I can go into that. There's a podcast on all of that. And it's like episode 11 and 12, something like that. But it's all about masculinity and how it's dying in the West. But the problem that occurs is you have this bullshit exchange of, of pussy for commitment. And what happens is, which is the forced monogamy route that most men go, is they will exchange. They, basically, men hold the commitment card. Most women are looking for a commitment. Most men are looking for sex. 
that's how it starts, right? And a woman won't sleep with you usually until she thinks you're at least committed to knowing who she is, right? Or you're committed to like, you know, being a cool, you're, you've committed to the fact that you're a cool girl. She's committed to the fact that she thinks you're a cool enough guy to fuck. Right. But a lot of girls will be like, well, I'm not having sex with you until I know I'm the only one you're having sex with. Or you'll be having sex with a girl on like the fifth or sixth time when you guys have been fucking, you know, like once a week for the past month and a half, she'll say like, you know, I, I just don't really feel comfortable having sex with you anymore because you keep giving me an STD and I know you're fucking other girls and like, I can't deal with that. So I'm going to, I'm going to, we don't have to be boyfriend, girlfriend, but I just need to make sure you're not fucking anyone else, which is just a complete bullshit way of saying, I need you to be my boyfriend because what the fuck are you? <laughs> you're, you're now in a monogamous relationship. If you commit to that, right? <laughs> like, Oh yeah, we're not, we're not dating, but, uh, you know, you can't fuck anyone else. Cool story. That's, <laughs> I love when girls play that one. It's the most manipulative fucking bullshit ever. Um, but that's typically what happens. And as a guy, right, you're looking to not exchange pussy for commitment. You're looking to exchange pussy for dick. I talk about this a lot. Do not exchange pussy for commitment. Exchange pussy for dick. That sets it in an even playing field. That will allow actual love to happen. Also, don't exchange pussy for money. That's prostitution, being a sugar daddy, being a sponsor. You don't want that either. That will only lead to problems. Never use money to to get girls that will only make you miserable and more broke than you should be. Um, that girl will never really enjoy fucking you. She won't come very easily. She probably won't come at all or she'll fake it. And she'll be only looking for that monetary benefit. So certainly don't go that route. Don't shade pussy for commitment either. Um, and what will happen is as you're casually dating, um, you'll just, you'll just kind of naturally want to spend like every waking moment with the girl you're in love with. It's just kind of how it works when you're in love. You just want to do nothing, but you know, hang out with them. Um, also you'll probably have, you know, almost zero interest in fucking the other girls on your roster. Um, and you'll just kind of naturally end up spending more time with that person which will then lead to eventually the girl pushing for some sort of commitment because women tend to want that. Right. But as the guy, you really, there's no real upside in you pushing for that commitment. Um, unless, I mean, you know, it, it really should be like a mutual thing. If you guys are both in love, you should kind of mutually both want to be like, have that, 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 I don't know, that trust or whatever to be in some sort of commitment. I'm not saying commitment in terms of you can't fuck anyone else. I'm just saying commitment in terms of like you're committed to that person's happiness. You're committed to their well-being. You're making decisions like all of the decisions you make um, are. Uh, what's the word? You're you're considering them in all of your decisions. That's when you know that, you know, you're in some sort of committed relationship. And, you know, that should either occur at for both of you at the same time or let the girl kind of push it there. And if you don't want it to go there, then that's when you have to make the choice of, well, do I, do I kind of, you know, spin this so I continue, can continue hooking up with her and not commit to anything or do I just walk away and spinning? It isn't really the, the right word, but you know, describing exactly how you feel and having that conversation about how you don't want to be 
in a monogamous relationship or how you want some sort of commitment, but you don't, you know, you can't commit to monogamy or you can't commit to this, can't commit to that. You know, there's, there's different ways to have that conversation. Honesty is the best policy. And if you're honest about who you are from day one, then that conversation is a lot easier to have. So, yeah, I'd say my last fuck three relationships, three out of four, um, I was honest about who I was from the beginning and I was, and you know, it's helpful that I'm a dating coach because it kind of sets the tone and a girl I meet who's going to quickly find out that, you know, I'm, I've spent a lot of time being actively single. I enjoy being actively single and they know that, you know, I teach other guys to be actively single for a living. And so they can then get into some sort of relationship and find fulfillment, um, whatever that may be. But because they know this, then they're way less, they know like their typical nonsense isn't going to work on me. They know the only way they're getting my dick is if they trade pussy. And they know the only way they're getting any sort of commitment is if I want it. Um, so they're not pushing for that very hard. But if you, if you're not honest about who you are and there's many ways you can do that, it's, it's about who you hang out with, what your friends do, the stories you tell, um, how often you see her, talking about different sexual acts, doing different sexual acts. Like if right off the bat, you know, you meet a girl and you're casually dating and you start having threesomes with her. It's pretty obvious that that relationship isn't going to go towards the monogamous zone. Um, it might, but you've basically already brought other people into it. And now you have this open sort of thing or a semi open sort of thing. And you can create what you want to do with that. So if you're looking to be, you know, if, if threesomes and crazy sexual things are on your bucket list and you feel like you wouldn't want to settle down before doing that, then find a girl who's open to threesomes. Most girls are, um, and go out and have a bunch of threesomes with her. It doesn't mean, or go, go out, be actively single, have threesomes with a bunch of different girls. Um, from the period of July, 2015 until like early December, I think I had four different threesomes with all different partners during that time. So there's that's eight girls that I had threesomes with. Um, and you know, which, and, and I think during that time, maybe I banged 30 girls. Um, and I didn't, you know, a lot of them, I didn't even try to have this recent situation. I was traveling. Right. So if you essentially give off the vibe that you're a sexual dude, that, you know, sex isn't weird. Sex isn't wrong. Sex is something that's great for everyone. Um, you'll be surprised what women will do. They're fucking just as dirty and nasty as you are. I promise they want to put shit in every hole. Um, excuse my, my crude, crudeness, but, uh, they will fucking do whatever they, they will do whatever you want. If you can give them an experience that is fun for them and fulfilling. So go out and, and do that. Um, just don't get into a relationship that you didn't sign up for that you can, if you ask yourself the question, do I really want to be in this? Like, what is your gut telling you? Don't say yes to something you don't want because you're only fucking yourself over long term and not just fucking yourself, but fucking your partner over. It's a really mean thing to do to someone else um, because you're and, and then wasting their time, especially if it's a girl in her late twenties, early thirties who has like a 
biological point. If you get into something semi-serious with a girl during that time, you can really cause a lot of pain and drama and headaches, both for yourself, but obviously for her too, because, you know, for biological clock is ticking and she wants kids, you know, you're, you're not helping her kind of done. So that's why, um, yeah. And I've made that mistake many times. So don't, don't pull the classic Robbie mistake. If you want to be actively single, shoot for girls under 25 or over like 33, usually around 33, 34, the biological clock thing kind of goes away. Girls are like, okay, well, I haven't really had any kids. Not a big deal. Maybe whatever kids are my thing. And you can have a lot of fun with those girls who are in their mid, mid late thirties. They're still fucking hot. They're really good in bed. They know what they want. They're not shy. They can usually come like crazy. Like girls in their thirties are way fucking better in bed than girls in their early twenties. It's, it's night and day. Um, women don't even hit their sexual peak until like 30 years old. That's when they get the most horny. So that's a way different experience hooking up with a 22 year old versus hooking up with that same 22 year old, like nine years later, she'll be fucking freaky as hell. Um, and just way more sexually open, probably comes a lot easier, all that stuff. So that was a long winded answer, but basically have either come to the conclusion together that you guys want to have some sort of commitment or let her bring it up first. And your job is to just never, never show her that you're someone who you're not, right? Never play the like, oh yeah, I don't need to fuck other girls. I only have eyes for you. Like don't lie to her. You're way better off being brutally honest from the get-go. If she brings it up, you don't need to push her into that shit. You want to tell stories that hint about what you do. You don't want to come out and say it. You certainly don't want to have those conversations in, um, uh, like first date, second date, those are after you've had sex a few times sort of conversations. Um, you definitely don't want to have those over the internet on Tinder or OKC unless she's straight up telling you that she's bisexual into open relationships sort of thing. But even then, you don't want to have that conversation because you're putting the car before the horse. And now there's all these sort of expectations that she's going to feel like she has to live up to and she's going to end up flaking on those dates. Most of the time, uh, it's just too much pressure. So don't have in-depth conversations about sex until you know sex is for sure going to happen or after sex because you're just building expectations and girls freak out when it comes to expectations. They feel like there's an expectation. Sex no longer becomes fun and organic. It becomes this thing that they have to do and they have to do it right. And it's just ruins the whole thing. So, Adam, did that uh, answer your question? That was a great answer. And, um, you know, it, yeah, I completely, like, blew it with the last chick that I was fucking by, you know, upping the ante with the expectations, writing her a fucking love letter, um, because I caught those feelings and I decided to express them. Um, anyhow, a great answer. Thanks, Robbie. Yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of guys will fucking shoot them in the foot with stupid shit like that, love letters. Um, you know, just grandiose acts of chivalry and, and that stuff is fucking puke worthy when the girl doesn't reciprocate those feelings. Like nothing is worse than having someone who you don't really care that much about doing like this over the top act of love. Um, 
and it sucks because of the guilt that you feel, right? I've been on the other side of it most of the time where a girl will just go all out and just like unload her feelings and, and show me how much she really cares too early on. And it just, it doesn't, you know, you're flattered for a second, but then you just feel guilty as fuck. And the only thing you could do is retreat. And it really, really sucks to be on the other end of that, right? Because now you've just gone over the top. You've made yourself vulnerable. You've really put yourself out there and you just get completely kicked in the teeth with someone who's running in the opposite direction. It fucking sucks. And you get angry. You want to lash out at them for being a horrible person. You want to tell them that they suck. You, I mean, mostly you just want them to return the favor, but they're not going to because that's not how they feel. But you've already, like, you, you've just killed any chance of allowing them to fall in love with you because you, you forced their hand, right? Once they feel those expectations and once they feel like you're way more into it than they are, you've killed like all, all of the, uh, what do they call it? Like the secrecy or not the secrecy, like the, the allure of it. Like you, you've killed the, the, the mysteriousness, right? Cause that's, that's the cool thing about falling in love. It's like the mystery. It's like, well, are they going to fall in love too? Like, I wonder, you know, I really like this person. I wonder how they feel about me. And even though it's an uncomfortable situation to be in because you don't know, it's also a really cool situation. It's fun. It's exciting. Like life is, life is great. You know, when you're falling in love, it's amazing. It's like, everything is awesome. Everything is, is, uh, you know, fucking rainbows and sparkles. Um, so don't shut shut that down by just going all out and being a faggot, right? <laughs> and by faggot, I mean, you know, just a pussy who has to share with him her all the feelings. Um, wait, wait for that to happen when you know she feels the same way, right? Like you might be in love at first sight. You might see a girl and say, fuck, that girl is my type. She's like you can just you can just tell sometimes he doesn't know, and if you were to tell her that, you just spook the fuck out of her. Even if you told her that like after you fucked her a few times, you'd spook the fuck out of her. But if you could tell that she started feeling that way about you, um, and the dynamic of the relationship changed, eventually you're gonna tell her that you love her, and it'll be great because she's gonna reciprocate those feelings. You guys are gonna be on the same page, and that relationship can grow and turn into something awesome. But don't put the cart before the horse. That's a good place to end that answer. Adam, makes sense? Totally. Thanks again. So that's a big mistake guys make is uh, that's the same as the, as the guys being too thirsty conversation, like mirroring where your girl's at and expressing the amount of feelings that you think she can handle without creeping her out is so important. And even more so for girls, like girls are way worse than guys. Like girls are way more likely to just open up and dump their feelings on a dude who isn't feeling that strongly about them and then just freak them out. I don't know if girls are worse than maybe guys are, who knows? Um, everyone's fucking bad at it, but you need to be able to read people and, and understand where they're at. So you can essentially, you know, operate in that way. And what happens when you, when you really find someone awesome and you're both in love, uh, you can get to the point where you can literally tell them anything and everything. You can fucking talk about your green poop. 
or, you know, what the fuck, whatever the fuck you want. You can talk about how you're jealous and you're a pussy and you're a bitch because of this happened or that happened. Like you could tell them everything, but that, and, and that's an amazing place to be in a relationship because you'll never feel closer to another human uh, that you can tell like your deepest, darkest secrets and all the silly thoughts in your head. And, and I guess that's, I, I think what a lot of humans crave is, you know, we want other people to experience what we experience. It's basically like, you know, being, you're not in your head during that time, right? Uh, you're living, you're living a life through someone else and vice versa. Maybe that's not the best way to describe it. But if you can, if you have someone in your life where you can literally tell them anything and you know, they'll still love you, you'll know that they won't you know, get spooked or run away or leave. That's fucking awesome. It's like one of the best feelings ever. Um, and you can get there. You just have to take baby steps in that direction and make sure they're on the same page. And little by little by little, you'll get to that point. And that's the shit. Questions. No one has any questions on any of that? <laughs>